0: You're tuned into the God Stories Radio Podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com Busy, busy Thanksgiving. You know, yeah, I've been busy. Where I work, it's busy. Crazy, you get, actually. You get a bunch of turkeys in there.
1: Oh, yeah. That's putting it nicely. <laughs> that is, but <laughs> I've been in your store, <laughs> seen a few turkeys. Speaking of turkeys, we have amazing guests. Guests. Tonight. Guests. Right. We have Bob and Mary. But uh, I'm going to back up the film because uh, last week we had Trish on the show with us. And we have since, through prayer and consideration, asked Trish to come on board and be a co-host with us. Really because just make the women feel more comfortable. You know, sitting across from our two ugly mugs, it can be daunting. <laughs> they forget about their uh, testimony altogether. I have a face for radio. I know that. Oh, I I'm do not too. I'm ashamed to, uh, to admit it. But Trish is here, and we're going to... She actually... Uh, procured the guest tonight, Bob and Mary, and they have an extremely powerful testimony. i not going to steal any thunder from her, but, you know, just um, when you hear it, you're going to know. I have a special needs daughter. Most of you know it's awaiting a liver kidney transplant, and I couldn't imagine being on the other side of what she's about to tell you. So, Trish, if you'd like to introduce them, that'd be oh, great. I'd
2: love to. I call Mary my spiritual mother she when I met her she just never had a bad thing to say about anybody she was always so positive and then um, one day uh, a mutual friend of ours said oh well you know because I kept calling her daughter by a different name she said oh no you know what she did have a daughter named Michelle you know you heard about what happened to her and I said no I hadn't and she told me this story that mary had had lost her daughter and and i thought oh my gosh how could somebody go through that and still you know have the i don't know the faith that she has
1: it's hard to even wrap your your mind around that
2: losing your child they, you know i've always thought a, a parent should never have to bury their own child that would be the hardest thing for me to face
0: so. i couldn't i couldn't imagine.
1: Well, welcome to the show, Bob and Mary. We are, uh, as a matter of fact, this is their anniversary Eve. How many years is it, Bob?
3: 47.
1: 47 years. Wow. Woo-hoo.
0: You don't hear that much lately.
2: There's a testimony there. <laughs> There's a testimony
1: right there. I mean, Absolutely. how many Americans make it to even half that long? A staggering statistic. Mm hmm. It is. So, Mary, well, welcome to the show. Uh, as Bob would say I think you do the majority of the talking so we're gonna let you uh, take it away
4: okay it's just really neat to be here i um, I've known Tisha for two or three four or five years the time goes by so fast Bob and I like we said our anniversary we spent our 25th anniversary here way back when 20 some 22 years ago and we had left Pennsylvania at that time and we came to florida and it was a really rough time i had just lost a daughter do- we had just lost a daughter i had just buried my mother and now we come to a strange state where we have no friends it's our anniversary and we faked it a little bit we went to church that wednesday night it just so happened to be a wednesday night as it will be this year And I stood up and gave a testimony, but I wasn't even telling the truth. I just said, you know, we're so blessed to be here in Florida on our 25th wedding anniversary and to be in the family of God in a church. And my heart was breaking. But to take you back to why... Our, my heart was breaking. When I was young, I w- had two brothers. Of course, that made me the only girl, and my prayer always was I was a little Catholic girl that prayed a lot. I was religious, and I went to Nisida, a place in Wisconsin, and saw the Blessed Mother, and just a lot of religious things. And my only prayer was that one day I could have two little girls, that they would each have a sister if you notice there I didn't pray for a husband I just wanted two little girls so as my life went on I met my husband in 1966 he was in the Air Force in San Francisco California and we had a very short courtship about six months and he had a plan in his life and I guess I fit into it so He had it all set up, and we got married Thanksgiving because his parents were coming to California. So Bob always has everything set. His parents were coming, so that's when we get married. He's going to get out of the service in January, so that'll be a good tax write-off. I'm sure this sounds familiar to a lot of your husbands. And so everything went that way. And we moved to a town in Pennsylvania called Schuylkill Haven, Pennsylvania. It was Pennsylvania Dutch. I know where that is. You do? Yeah, I
1: lived in Scranton.
4: Oh, oh my wow. goodness. Yeah, my,
1: my, uh, uh, sister lived in the Poconos in Stroudsburg. Uh,
4: that's sure. neat. Yeah. That's all all world.
1: World. Uh, Sorry to interrupt, but I just couldn't resist that. Well,
4: that's yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Because I'm know from Wisconsin. Exactly that
1: Used to shop at the Steamtown Mall. Remember mm-hmm. Steamtown?
4: Yep. He would know because he's Pennsylvania Dutch, lived there all his life until he went in this Air Force. So he brought me back to that little town because his father was a, a, a Chevrolet dealer. So he brought me back there as a foreigner, really a foreigner. And it wasn't always easy, but we did give birth to, Michelle was our firstborn, and two years later, we had our second daughter, Debbie, and life was very normal. When Michelle graduated from high school, she decided that she was going to go to Oral Roberts University, and I always remember going into a room one night and saying, why did you pick Oral Roberts, Michelle? And she said, because, Mom, you always watch the Oral Roberts show, and you just love those young faces singing, and you always comment. Those young people are so pretty. They just just look like God. Their eyes shine. She said, I always heard you say that. So she said, I think I'd like to go to school college there. So that's what happened. Our Michelle, we took her out to Oral Roberts University and she enrolled there in 1986. We left her off and we went home and our other daughter was a junior in high school. Michelle came home the Christmas of 87. That would be the last time we would see her. She came home for Christmas. And uh, we had a wonderful time. As always, we'd go to Florida. My mother lived down here. And then she went back to college. And our daughter Debbie said, I think I want to go there too. So that was all set up. Then along along March, that's my birthday, our daughter wanted so badly to come home and visit, but she couldn't make it. And so we told her that we'd be going away in April. We were going to go on a trip to europe with debbie into germany and all that we wouldn't be home for easter so she made plans michelle made plans to go home with a roommate and debbie and i and bob went off to germany with the school the german club and the day that we arrived home was a sunday a sunday after a saturday okay and we had some gifts but we went to bed that night and the phone rang somewhere around 10 30 that evening and I remember a forest ranger saying, this is a forest ranger from Oklahoma, Oklahoma, and uh, your daughter drowned this afternoon. I, we
3: didn't find her.
4: We, and we haven't found her. So I remember that night, if you know what a weeping sore is like, something that just is open and just weeps. We don't scream. We don't yell. We're kind of low-key type people. But we didn't sleep much. and new morning would soon come and we'd have to tell the rest of the family, his mother and our daughter. But at 6 o'clock in the morning, I called my pastor. And I said, we lost Michelle. We got a call last night that our Michelle drowned and she hasn't been found yet. Would we distract if we would come to church this morning? And they said, no, you come. So we woke our Debbie and we told her. And then we took Debbie to Bob's mother's house, Grandma, and said, come on. We've lost Michelle yesterday. We've got to go to church. And I'm telling you, when we walked in that church, the power of God fell in such a powerful way. I can't explain it. They greeted us at the door, and they took us like a hot dog in a bun. I mean, they wrapped themselves around us. They had a big celebration planned that day in that church.
3: anniversary.
4: Yeah. So a lot of people had come, and they had special music. But God had other plans. It was a day for them to love on us and for us to love on them. It was a powerful day. And as that day went on, I guess our pastor tried to talk and couldn't, but something rose up in me. God rose up in me, the Holy Spirit, and I stood up and I just said, our daughter's gone to heaven, but she's okay. Everything's going to be okay. She's with the man that she calls her husband, because she was always talking about God. She always worried about people, and that may sound strange, but it's the way it was. Now that evening, many people came to visit the church and we came back again because of the celebration. We learned later that some had accepted the Lord that night because they saw our lives, which we have nothing to do with. The day of the funeral, we began to think, how do you find, or preparing for the funeral, how do you find a box for your daughter? Well, God had prepared for that too because I knew Michelle would want something white with cherubs. And when we went into the funeral home or wherever you go with the casket place and um i said i know what she would want and they said we don't have anything like that and one of them said just a minute they went in the back room and sure enough god had already put that casket in there that may sound strange too but all these little things are just how god takes care of every little detail the casket was there my girlfriend who who doesn't attend church she She wanted to hang flowers. We were going to have a celebration. Michelle would have wanted us to celebrate her life. She was found the third day. She drowned on Saturday. People would be in our house all weekend, and the Lord had us so strong that we ministered to the kids from school. We ministered to all those that would enter in. Now, you've got to remember, this isn't normal. This is not normal people doing normal things. This is supernatural. When the day finally came, but Michelle's body arrived pretty much my our family had arrived at our home and when we went to look at her because she had been in the water for three days she didn't look like Michelle and I looked at Bob and said how do you know that's her
3: I knew it was her
4: yeah we just knew it was yeah. her
3: the river that she had been in was uh, uh, lined with cypress so the water was real dark and it tanned her body so she was appeared very dark but mm-hmm. there was no doubt in my mind that was our girl but we didn't show her at the funeral we no. had a closed casket mm-hmm.
4: but we did rejoice and we did see people we asked that there would be a um, opportunity for people to accept the lord there and i remember one of the high school girls saying friends are friends forever when the lord's the lord of them and it was just a very special time and you know that was she drowned on april ninth she was um, buried on april sixteenth her birthday was april twenty-third and on april sixteenth the day that michelle was buried and we walked out of the church on april sixteenth great big huge snowflakes came out of the sky and as a mother always wants to go to her daughter's wedding and you're a little silly when you're in the lord and this isn't reality i said that's the lord throwing snowflakes for her wedding day, she's now the bride of Christ. And so it was beautiful. The flowers hanging from the ceiling were beautiful. Her casket was beautiful. The snowflakes were beautiful. You may not understand this, but at the gravesite, the teen leader, her her youth leader was there and played a guitar. And in the faith that we believe in, they do speak with other tongues. And this man gave a message in the spirit, speaking in other tongues. And our younger daughter said, oh, my goodness, Mom and Dad, that was like the most comforting thing I heard because there was an interpretation. And it said, it was God that spoke and said, don't worry, Michelle is in my arms, and she is okay. She is with me. She is my bride, and she is safe with me. Those were the words that came forth, and I have it written down in its entirety, but we won't have to go there. But that comforted our younger daughter, who was at that time just under 18, And she had changed all her plans. She wasn't going to go back, to to ORU now because that was too hard for her to go where her sister was. Debbie,
3: our other daughter, was also registered to go to school at the same place. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: And we did go out there. And Richard had called us, Richard Roberts, Mm -hmm. and uh, invited us to a memorial service. So we took our daughter and went out there. And they looked very much alike. And we went in daughter Michelle's dorm and people saw her sister and were taken back thought they were seeing Michelle Mm -hmm. and Debbie right away said I could never go to school here Mm -hmm. (laughs) you gotta understand Michelle was an unusual child she accepted the Lord I believe when she was like seven and wanted to she would bring the people home from school, the hurting kids, she would bring them to church. And the day of the funeral, I said to my wife, I said, look around. See how many families are in this church because of our daughter, that she would bring the children to church and eventually the parents would come with them. I think there were like 10 or 11 families that Michelle had brought there. In her short life, she did so much. Mm And so we can only have good memories of that, as sad as it seems at times, Right. even though it's been 25 years. I thank God that we were both very strong in the Lord before that happened to us. And he just carried us through the stories we could tell about that week or two following that, of how he kept telling us everything's fine, everything's under control.
4: It was amazing. Well, she had written in her diary at school, we have all of that stuff, and she wrote, Jesus is my husband, and she said the girls had told her that day when they were going on the canoe trip, she did die in a, it was a canoe trip, and um, some of the boys broke her leg trying to get out on that um, that." tree to, to set her free, but she was already gone. By the time that tree hit her in the stomach, she was gone. But they said that morning when she got off the elevator in their hotel or whatever, she was so excited and, and crying and kind of hugging them and saying, God just wants me to tell you how much he loves you. Now, you see, there was something special about her and that's what gives us a strength because she was a strong person but when we went to oral roberts university we were able to tell the kids you know what because we saw them with their broken legs two of the young men that tried to help her get free from the log that eventually broke and she went downstream she was happy that day she was with her friends laughing and having a great time and boom that tree hit her in the stomach and she saw jesus i mean come on what's you know what when we think on that and and i would used to sit and ponder and say oh michelle oh michelle i know it's so beautiful up here on the mountain there's a place in in um, schuylkill county or we call the blue mountain retreat and i used to sit up there and look out over the mountain and say oh so beautiful and then i would like say i know michelle where you are it's much more beautiful but this is the best we have until we come to join you And so down through the years, we we did join in with, uh, um, God put us in strange places to help us get through this. An evangelist came to Schuylkill Haven, and Bob felt that he would like to support him financially, and eventually we traveled with this evangelist. And this is where we were able to let ourselves go and help others, because we were in Porta Plata, we were all over Pennsylvania, we were in and out of churches, so we forgot about ourselves and put our minds on him and when we were in puerto plata dominican republic it was a crowd of people i mean the people were getting ministered to europe we were up on one of those little platforms where you have just a light bulb hanging you know and the people would come in so late they'd stream in all night long but when they accepted jesus they one guy jumped out of his shoes and ran backwards he was just <laughs> and one man when we got into the hotel there was just or somewhere there was just a ton of people around and this gentleman walked up to me weeping and crying. He
3: was an evangelist, but he didn't speak any English. He only spoke Spanish. And he started praying over he was behind us and we didn't understand a word he was saying. And the interpreter said he is praying for you. He weeping. said he knows God told him that you're hurting, weeping, and that everything's fine.
4: That he sees your tears. He, he didn't know.
3: This was only weeks after he didn't, all this happened he didn't know us. and God put him there as he did many times he put people.
4: To comfort us, just to comfort us. We had yeah. friends that stayed up the whole night, you remember the Bible says that uh, weep for one another and friends of mine would say, Bob and I would say we slept all night long. My friends would say I didn't sleep a wink, I cried the whole night and I thought now I understand the word of God we carry one another's burdens i never understood that they wept as we slept it was a beautiful thing and to this day like we said this is our anniversary we are we are married 47 years today our daughter debbie uh, did leave didn't go to ORU but came to florida and got a job at disney and she lives down here and we all live in claremont now and she has three children and when she found out that the baby she was carrying was a girl she looked at us and she said would you be offended if we name our daughter michelle i said not at all that's your michelle we had our michelle we're fine with that, Michelle. So she named her, her daughter Michelle. So we have a Michelle Grace and two little grandsons, Robbie and Stephen. And we just love to share our testimony and share our life because we've been blessed. We have one in heaven, and we have one right here that brings heaven to us with those three little children. That's great. I think so. <laughs> it is. <laughs> uh, there was a time in my life, for some reason, that I remember going to the altar and saying, Lord, I lay my children down. I took my hands.
3: We both did that.
4: Yes, we both did that. And we I don't know why we did that.
3: Well, um, Debbie, our younger daughter, was sick a lot. Mm. And, I mean, there was times when she w- we would hold her as a baby and she was like a limp rag. Didn't even feel like she was breathing, and the doctors would panic, you know. And at that time, I guess you felt we're going to lose a child. I thought we were going to lose. We thought it would be Debbie (laughs) because she was always sick, and we just we just laid both of those. We went up to the the altar, and we
4: both just put our hands down and said, "Father, those children are yours. You've given them for a time, whatever time that is." If you give us the courage to accept whatever you have for those two girls in our life, give us the courage then to accept it. I know we did that. I don't remember when, but when that happened, and then when Michelle was gone, I thought, well what better place you know a lot of people have troubles with their children they go astray i thought at least she's safe nobody can harm her she's in his arms and waiting for us one day and i would say that often my mom would say how can that happen you believe in god how could that happen i said mom it's okay she's safe but see people can't accept that but we can because we believe the word of god and heaven is closer to me now where i mean i just think right in the space that i live this is you know if we could see into the space that we live in we don't know what's right in that space the spirits the Mm -hmm. good and evil and so i feel that michelle is just as close to me now Mm -hmm. and uh, my testimony and the lives that were changed because of her life are all worth it we'll all be in heaven on that day that glorious day what a day of rejoicing that will be
1: Mm -hmm. bob touched on something earlier too about even early on what a legacy that she left and you guys were able to witness that in the families and and everybody that in the church and uh, i noticed that you made mention of that several times and you know to have a grandchild named after her, right how awesome is that
3: now for the sake of the listeners and you know i said that we were both very strong in the lord when this happened and if if this was all you would hear you would say well yeah they were strong in the Lord no wonder they went through it so easy but your faith builds as God works in your lives and we both had pretty dramatic uh, conversions of sorts
0: right well you used the word easy it wasn't easy
3: no it wasn't easy but we did have strong faith And I understand the divorce rate among parents that lose a child is extremely high.
0: I understand that too.
3: And yet it drew us closer. But Mary went through a period when she had a nervous breakdown. Mm -hmm. And and she was a Catholic at the time and not saying that had anything to do with it, but it awakened her to the need for something in her life, some stability. I had a very dramatic healing. I had a doctor tell me that I would never work in my life again because I was in a motorcycle accident. I had some, a lot of broken bones. And uh, he said I'd never be able to lift my left arm above my head and I'd never be able to work. And God healed it in days. Now, bones don't heal in days. No. But he healed it in days. You weren't a believer at that time. and. Even though I had gone to church all my life as a little kid, I remember sitting there. Every time the church doors were open, I was there. But I didn't know Jesus. He was a historical figure. Mm -hmm. And here I was, 39 years old at that time, broken up. And I prayed to God. I said, God, I've heard about all these miracles I've heard testimonies. I've never seen a miracle in my 39 years of being in the church. If you can heal this body when the doctor has told me he couldn't do anything, you have me as a believer and a worker. And boy, did he show me. In three weeks, bones don't heal in three weeks. I was doing everything I did before. I was playing volleyball, I was playing baseball, I was very active in those days. And I lifted a doctor who told me I'd never used my arm, he was a little guy, but I lifted him off the floor with that arm. And he looked at me, and he was a Jewish man, he said, well, all I can say is I didn't do anything. I said, well, God healed me, and he, he couldn't accept that, he just walked away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When you experience, you give God a chance to work in your life, and then you experience that builds your faith. Absolutely. And I thank Him that He had built our faith when this tragedy came. Tragedy, correct. And I'm not saying that was the reason, but it meant a lot. So it's easier to go through something bad when you have that experience behind you.
2: It's so difficult to go. All, all, so often, when I go through something as a Christian, and I, I think, thank God I have God. Thank God I have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Because how lonely and difficult life must be without, you know. Yeah.
3: You don't tell someone who's just come to the Lord, life's going to be easier now. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. No. Because no. that is not true, and I, I know total. that's preached sometimes. But God does step in and take care of things. Yes, he does. When you allow him to.
4: And you know, it is Thanksgiving Eve, and it is our and our soon-to-be Thanksgiving and our anniversary, and we came here tonight to share this testimony because we know in the days that people don't have jobs, and they have sickness, and there's so much out there, don't grow weary in well doing go go to others help others if you have a need the greatest way to fill that need is to search out someone who has a need as well mm-hmm. And, and you'll get blessed back. Ask the Lord to give you someone that's feeling a little weaker than you, or you're feeling so weak you can't hardly get out of bed. Get out of bed. Push yourself out. Ask Him to give you the strength to go. Don't be afraid of what you don't see, because what's out there is a blessing for you, and if you don't go, you won't get it. So. Get up out of that chair or out of that bed and ask the Lord to take you somewhere. If it be a church, maybe to help with a meal or babysit someone's child to help them out. Whatever you can do, for whatever you do unto the least, you've done it unto him. And if you keep that scripture in your heart, it'll build you. Just always know, do your work heartily as unto God and not as unto man. And when things come your way, just remember, he sees you. He loves you and he's not going to abandon you and that's what we came here to tell you tonight that he didn't abandon us and he still hasn't live in florida it's not where i'd really want to live because my dearest friends i've come to know friends here but i miss my family back home and people in pennsylvania but i'm we're about god's work we're about god's work it's not about us so i ask that you all have a blessed thanksgiving And just remember to thank God for the wonderful things you have. And if you've lost someone in your life, look toward heaven because... Most likely, they're very content right there, and we can learn how to live without them if we trust God's word, because we will come to live with them again. We will join them, and forever we will remain with them, a lot longer than 20 years or 50 years, but we will spend eternity with Jesus Christ, our Father, the Holy Spirit, and those that have gone on before us. So we leave you with those words tonight that rejoice in the Lord, for the joy of the Lord is our strength. In Jesus' name, we just ask for you to call out to him tonight. Just accept his death on Calvary, that that blood he shed was for you, because he so loved you. He so loves you. He loves you, loves you, loves you, no matter what you've done. He loves you. Just let that love of Jesus come over you now as I am speaking. Just let Jesus' love flow over you, flow down, and that you would be comforted this very moment maybe you're alone right now you're going to spend thanksgiving with no one but he's there he's there and you have the opportunity to be listening to this radio station or to turn on your television and he brings himself through those things or or someone where you go to a restaurant to eat he'll never never ever leave you or forsake you and i ask you now to go in the strength of jesus christ amen
1: amen what do you say about that fritz wow Mary, I am going to buy your tape. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: want her autograph. Getting wow!
3: I am going to get saved again <laughs>
1: right now. Uh huh. And Bob, thank you so much for sharing. Yes, uh, thank you. I know it was. It
0: was I, it I was,
3: thank you for the opportunity. Wow. I know there
0: was a few yeah. points yeah. that uh, yeah. there was a few spots there that was a little uh, difficult. I could tell, and yeah. it, it always does when we we have people come in and give their testimonies. Oh it, yeah, it brings back the hurts and but it's all about the
1: helping encourage and b- build up and comfort others uh... bob and and mary would would you come back sometime and um, maybe we could get uh, testimony from a to z because I, I have a
4: forty seven years <laughs> we want the
1: whole skinny mary i'd love to hear okay. that's fantastic uh, so we'll have them back and We'll let Bob do the majority of the talking. that's right. There we go.
2: Set <laughs> the ladies free. We'll leave Mary at home. <laughs> there we go.
1: Way too much fun. you got to have the duo. Right. No doubt right. about it. So uh, that is a special Thanksgiving edition, Session 24. Uh, I would say it is. That's That uh, <laughs> was fantastic. As always, guys, if you were touched by any portion of this testimony, get in touch with us at GodStoriesRadio at Gmail. And as always, we say... Um, if you have a testimony, I and mean, you can't come to Claremont, you can call in on Skype, you can send a, a written version to us, and we'll read it. Just get it to us. It's all about your testimony and someone's, as Mike says, that needs to hear it right. and be encouraged, and uh, we have no hidden agenda except to do that. You can send the uh, written testimony to God Stories Radio, 1970 South Highway 27, Claremont, Florida three four seven one one
2: claremont c-l-e-r-m-o-n-t
1: c-l-e-r-m-o-n-t you <laughs> don't send it to claremont because that's in california you got anything mikey
0: yeah if they have any anyone out there that hears this testimony and they have any questions or they want to ask bob or mary anything uh, again the fritz had mentioned the uh, uh... god stories radio on twitter and 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 uh... facebook facebook and
2: itunes
1: we're Gmail. On, yeah, Gmail. We're on so many different avenues that you can listen to us, and we're so thankful. I mean, the Lord's opened up so many doors for us. We're on iTunes now, soon to be on iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spreaker, SoundCloud. So there's many ways you can listen to us. If you listen to us, let us know. Yeah, give we us... We greatly appreciate give it. Give us some encouragement. We just wish you and yours from God Stories Radio a Happy Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, we're just thankful to the Lord Jesus Christ for everything that he's done.
0: Absolutely. Thank him for everything.
1: That's right. Session 24, God Stories Radio. This is Fritz. And Mike. God, God bless.
0: God bless. You're tuned into to the God Stories Radio Podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com